What were your last five Google searches? I'll go first. Just kidding, that would be mortifying. But think of all that data. For Google, it's what you search for, what you watch on YouTube, the directions you prompted Google Maps that make it one of the biggest advertising juggernauts on earth. Selling advertising spots across these channels made up 82% of Google parent company Alphabet's first quarter revenue this year, $33.8 billion. While advertisers are expected to have spent less in Q2 amid the COVID-19 pandemic, analysts say the world jumped five years ahead in tech adoption in just eight weeks as we moved to remote working and learning. That's good news for Google. In the words of Lino Kataruzzi, Google's regional director in the Middle East and Africa, online has become a lifeline. You are listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. And today we are talking Google. I'm Kelsey Warner, future editor. And joining me as ever is Mustafa Arawi, assistant editor-in-chief. Hi, Mustafa. Hi, Kelsey. Hope all is well with you. Likewise, and I'm excited because today we have Lino Kataruzzi also on the line. Hi, Lino. Thank you for being here. Hello. How are you? Good. So we're just going to jump right in. You've said that returning to the way things were before the crisis will not be enough for society. So what role does Google play in a recovery or in the new normal as we're currently experiencing it in the UAE? Where is Google in all of this? We have the pleasure of uh, being able to help in the recovery in many, many, many angles. Uh, We can start with the economy. Uh, Just uh, on the economy, we are providing insights and data to a number of uh, companies uh, into how they can find a new business or regain the business they have as quickly as, uh, as they can. But uh, very importantly, uh, we have a product called Google My Business. Uh, That product allows companies, no matter the size, to have a presence online. Uh, And uh, that as well, not just lets them have a presence online, that let them uh, have updates to customers. For instance, uh, during the the pandemic times and we were in confinement, uh, you were able to quickly see whether uh, you were uh, available for takeaway or delivery or uh, which are the rules for people to come if you were a restaurant or, or a store. Um, so a number of things that we can do specifically on the economic recovery. As well, uh, we are providing uh, free advertising to SMBs. Uh, worldwide, this is 340 million uh, worth of free advertising. And uh, we are supporting uh, non-for-profits. Um, and this, this is worldwide. Then we are getting the proportion of, of that into, into the region, into the UAE specifically. The turnaround, uh, it's, uh, it goes uh, in many, many layers. Uh, beside business, uh, I'm, I'm a father. I have three children. Uh, I'm watching uh, the media and KHDA all the time to understand what will it mean for school next year. I think that, uh, you know, the tools that we made available uh, for teachers and students to uh, being able to um, remain in the, into uh, the more normal situation as possible. Uh, so uh, teach from home in Arabic is a central hub that we have on information tips, tools, all these things that uh, they are using for, for education. And even if we don't go into 100% normality, 
uh, you can still uh, get the education uh, remotely working. Uh, the other things that we can do on this uh, recovery, um, Dubai is a big destination for tourism, so making sure that we can help uh, not just Dubai, actually the UAE, uh, to regain those uh, the awareness of those tourists when they can come back. Uh, actually, I, I was uh, watching the the pictures of the uh, latest tourists tourists coming to the UAE, uh, which is which is great. Um, from uh, a number of other angles on, on recovery, there's a, a number of tools we can make available for um, the companies. Uh, as uh, as you know, we are a very connected company. Uh, the way that uh, the readiness that we have uh, in this new world uh, really taught us even more. So on the recovery plans of, of many companies, uh, uh, there was a shift into how they are going to incorporate technology, how ready they need to be into working in a different way, and, and finally, uh, how to get the uh, the best practices uh, because the confinement and working remotely has, has brought uh, quite a few challenges, but quite a few learnings as well. So sharing those, particularly making sure that they are as widely available to our partners, uh, regardless of their size, is, is another thing we're going to do that, that, is, that is very, very, very important. I wonder if we could step back Lino, a little bit. Um, you, you say all these things, there's so much. And for many of us, including myself, the most regular point of contact um, with, with Google as a company is search engine, browser, my day-to-day -day sort of interactions with the digital space. But I guess, what is Google? I mean, how, you know, how do you describe what it is? And is Google being shaped by a changing world or is Google shaping how the world is changing? I think it's both. If you hear our founders uh, when they created the company, uh, focus on the user was uh, clearly one of the main, main, main models of, of the company. And uh, Google started as a search engine. And uh, if I look, for instance, in what happened during COVID-19 now, um, uh, the number of searches that uh, that started happening in COVID nineteen dramatically increased because the users uh, needed more information, and then we made the necessary changes to make sure that we had uh, the most reliable information uh, in the easier possible way available to all these users. So for for doing that, we did things like creating a knowledge graph on our search engine which allows to get the best possible answers of complex subjects like this in the easier way. We created a, a microsite in Arabic uh, that was sharing information about the transmission of the virus, the precautions, and, and all these things. Uh, so who is shaping what? I mean, obviously, by sharing the information, you affect some of the behavior of the users in a good way because they take more precaution while going out and moving. And on the flip side, because they were they are demanding for more information because they are learning more, we try to make that available. So I think it's a mutual uh, movement that is a virtuous one in which you, you, you increase the speed of satisfying these user needs. 
and, and search is, is at the core because it's how Google started. A similar thing uh, we could say happened on, on YouTube. So you have, we, we support all these local Arab creators, for instance, because you, you have this new reality in which you were not uh, leaving your house as frequently as, as, as before. So, and these creators, they started to um, create content about, hey, what can you do and cook? Uh, not just cooking was always available, but uh, as well, you know, with pantry cooking, uh, because you couldn't necessarily go as frequently to go and buy fresh products. Uh, how you stay healthy. And I was sharing uh, before uh, with some friends, uh, I, I never thought I, I was going to be, you know, uh, doing uh, fitness uh, in front of YouTube with my wife and my children in the living room of my house. Um, and, and all these things, so this is this is user demand, and then all these content uh, creators start creating content, which make it even uh, nicer, funnier, um, um, and, and better. And uh, on that, we created uh, a number of initiatives. One of them is the uh, With Me campaign, which is uh, how you stay healthy at home and uh, how you take the best out of this situation. So speaking personally, as somebody who is hungry for information in a normal circumstance, this experience has made me just kind of voracious and probably a, you know, a, a chronic Googler at this point. But what is the, <laughs> you, you described that part of the recovery was actually providing more data insight to businesses to help them in their recovery. And so when you talk about data, it can be mind bending to think about data and Google. But what's the relationship between data insights you provide to businesses and the insights you're getting from users who are exercising in their living rooms using YouTube and, you know, Googling for, you know, the latest regulations or what they can do to move? Like, how does that, what is the relationship there? Yeah, let me give you some uh, very relevant examples for uh, the UAE. Uh, let's say uh, we, so tourism is back. Uh, helping uh, the bright uh, businesses understanding which countries who, uh, or which citizens of which countries will start traveling first to the UAE. That's something that we can provide as value. Also, we make some of these tools available on the search trends. Uh, so if you, there's a correlation between what people is searching and uh, some of intent of their behavior and uh, making that relation can help you plan. Because even uh, this is not an on-off switch that uh, allows you, okay, tourism is back from one day to the other. As well, you know, the companies need to ramp up uh, their staff. They need to be ready. They need to understand where they need to communicate and advertise to target the right businesses. Uh, sorry, to target the right users in the right uh, uh, countries. And it's not a uniform answer. It's not that uh, tourism is going to come back from all the countries at the same time. If you look at the world and the reality that different countries is facing, uh, they're just that there's a southern and northern hemisphere with different temperatures and different school calendars and a number of things like that. But beside that, which will be part of the normal situation with the COVID uh, pandemic uh, situation, limitations are different on upper country basis. Uh, but an user sentiment and user uh, behaviors is different in each one of them. So we're making all this information available and tools that will allow uh, businesses to understand that behavior 
uh, and, and how to uh, take advantage of this. As well, in a much more local way, by, uh, uh, you know, if you have a restaurant, for instance, and you want to increase your delivery, understanding, uh, you know, the patterns of uh, people asking for delivery in their, in their house, uh, or what's a share of uh, takeout and delivery based on some search indexes or helping create content that really uh, reassures the user on uh, some of the protocols you have to make sure that they, they feel safe about coming and, and, and having uh, a lunch in your restaurant, for instance. That could be other things that, that, that we do. These are just some of the few examples that we can use here, but I can I can think of so many industries that we can touch and help uh, by making available these uh, these signals, so they take advantage uh, on prioritizing their communications, their efforts, uh, and their readiness. Do you think people are becoming more fluent in the language of data in the sense of understanding its potential value compared to a f a even just a few years ago? I'm a technical person by uh, by training. Uh, so I, I'm very close to space. Um, but when I, I went to university, data scientist was not uh, necessarily something that was very present. And if you um, go out and uh, start uh, looking at the uh, university curriculums and some of the posts that companies, uh, uh, the roles they are posting and the requirements they have, you can clearly see that this is very, very present. I see a huge number of need for people that uh, is much more fluent but this is not just um, on, on data and then interpreting data but this is not just for super mega specialist uh, people that has been trained for many years and they they are like phds of data uh, there's um, an array of levels of understanding and management in this regard that needs to happen and i see this trend not only happening I see that the current situation has accelerated the need for this transformation of the need for data in the different organizations. It also seems like it's leaving room because of how accelerated tech use has been over the last three to six months. It's leaving a lot of room for people to fall behind. How do we, how do we allow more people to access technology? Is it as basic as an internet connection and a, and a good piece of hardware to access the internet? What does access look like to you? So uh, these are two necessary requirements. Uh, you don't need to own them. Uh, you need to have access to them. So central uh, uh, spaces where you can have access to machines uh, will be the initial step. And then owning your own device, which typically is a low-cost mobile phone, and then some shared network access. All these things are happening. Just in the MENA region, uh, 50 million people will be connected. Uh, into in 2020, new people. Um, so this is a process that's, that is happening. Uh, a very important step in this process is the uh, uh, digital literacy process. So it's not just being connected, it's as well how you move from your, let's say, your first experience, uh, which is heavily influenced by the people that is around you, uh, with a device and connectivity, into, you know, um, teaching yourself how to fish. So we, we have uh, a number of programs uh, about being more inclusive, 
uh, on, on users in the region. Specifically, one uh, is Maharadmin Google, in which we teach the necessary digital skills that will help uh, our users not just to know how to go into a website, as well into uh, get uh, many of the skills that are required today by employers uh, to uh, for all the staffs they are hiring. So we increase their employability. We help them to understand how digital marketing works, some of the new rules of commerce. Uh, it's, it's a progressive program. Uh, and we have trained 780,000 people already uh, in the region. I, I see uh, an increased focus and need on this happening now. Uh, and uh, what, what I can say is that uh, there's, there's no way back. Uh, this acceleration uh, is, is happening more and more. The impact that technology and uh, communications in, in this new world uh, are taken into how you can find the things you need, how can you entertain yourself, how you can do many of the things that you uh, are really looking forward to do is better than ever. And uh, the Middle East uh, region, particularly in the UAE, has a wide availability, a super high speed connectivity, which allow you to even go into, you know, when you do video streaming, you get really good quality. The devices are super competitive in price. So all, all this is, is really helping. And it's never been more important than it is now. So you've been at Google for 12 years, most recently at your home in Dubai, but you know, previously, you know, at the Googleplex in Mountain View, California, you've actually spent time at headquarters in Dublin, in uh Buenos Aires. So what is it like being a Googler these days now that the entire company is working remote? You know, it's uh, even when, when a company as connected as ours uh, that uh, was super ready, we have very nice devices, we have all the tools to be connected. There was a question mark into what was going to be the impact, in particular uh, uh, into our culture. And it has been surprisingly uh, way above uh, the expectations of most of us. Um, I think that uh, you can, even with the limitations, uh, and by the way, let me clarify, I miss the office and I love Google offices are amazing. But even with those limitations, you can recreate the culture in a virtual way. So uh, let me give you two examples. Uh, one of them is, uh, you know, when you go to your office, you go to the coffee machine and then you bump into somebody and you have a quick chat uh, that was absolutely not unplanned and uh, in particular in my case typically people ask about some of the decisions we have made or similar uh, that that was you know removed because we were initially only based on agenda and then uh, we created things like uh, for instance the lunch ninja so you go you put yourself there and you randomly peer with someone uh, or, or a few individuals to go for lunch. You don't know who's going to be the person and then you can engage in a conversation and could be somebody that is completely removed from the, your day to day and you recreate a little bit this you know, time when you were going to the canteen or you were going to the coffee machine. Another example could be 
when you go into uh, the classic iftars, we, we every year we were doing a, an iftar in a hotel or in a similar place. And obviously this year wasn't possible. So what we did was trying to recreate the atmosphere. We created a full large meeting for all the office. Then we broke the office into independent uh, smaller virtual rooms based on certain subjects. And, and finally, as a surprise, we made some uh, amazing musicians show up in each of the rooms playing laud and, uh, and some original instruments. And it was such a, an emotional, nice moment and very spiritual as well. So you, you can recreate all this. So what I can say uh, after being in many countries in, in Google is that the culture prevails. Somehow this Google culture about innovation, about caring, about values, that you can put constraints around, but it will emerge bottom up and top down as well uh, from every angle and to recreate all the things that we really cherish and care uh, every day. And that has been, has been amazing. Lena Kadarizi, Google's regional director in the Middle East and Africa. Thank you so much for being with us today. Listen, it's a pleasure and uh, any time. Uh, and uh, we have a number of learnings and a number of initiatives. We, we are going to share uh, on the second half of this year, little by little, some new tools as well that will be available. We are really committed to the UAE and to the region. Uh, and you should expect uh, a lot coming from us on Google in these uh, unexpected times. Mustafa Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. Good to be with you as always. Thank you. Thank you, Kelsey. That's it for today. If you liked the show, please do subscribe or leave a review. And all that remains is to thank Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan for producing this episode remotely as ever. And thank you all for listening. See you next week.